Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Philitali is fierce. Jaywa's a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hey, hey, holy cow. Welcome to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is the podcast where I talk about how much I love the show Ghost Adventures and uh, kind of recap the latest episodes. So if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. But you may want to start from the beginning. So this is actually episode 26 of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. It's pretty exciting how high up there we're getting, people. Next thing you know, it's going to be half a hundo. Oh, my God. Some important announcements. I got a new microphone stand. Oh, my God. It's so great. I can, like, sit up and talk into the microphone. I don't have to hunch over as my microphone kind of slowly wilts its way down and in a flaccid sort of way. Yeah, no, this is much better. It's a great microphone stand. I am so happy to have it. My second bit of news, I got my first piece of fan email at the I Love Ghost Adventures Gmail account. Okay, it was from my brother, but that's okay. It's from my brother, Jeff. He was giving me a shout out. He actually has been listening to my podcast, so... That's awesome. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Um, I appreciate you sending me an email. So that was my first fan email. Yay! I will take it, even if it's from my brother. So this episode of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast is talking about the latest Screaming Room episode of Ghost Adventures, where they discuss this Reseda house in Reseda, California. The episode is called House of Hell. That's House of Hell, in case you can get that. So it's in Reseda, California. And it's interesting because when I originally saw this episode, like way back in the day when it first aired, I didn't really care for it that much. I don't know why. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot going on. There wasn't a super lot of evidence, you know. But watching it again with the guys in the screaming room... It was like amazing because the episode itself, these guys are going crazy because they're sensing all this stuff, right? So when you're just an observer watching this from home, it's not that exciting. But when you're in the screaming room with the guys and they're talking about how scary it was and how affected they were and all the emotions that were running through them the whole time is really exciting. So... Watching this episode again with the guys in the screaming room really makes this episode great. So sit back and enjoy. Apparently, uh, they are back in Zach's screening room in his museum or his house. I'm still not sure where that screening room is or screaming room is. The snacks were really on point this time. Lots of snacks. Zach and Aaron were just eating popcorn. And Jay and Billy had like, a whole like charcuterie tray set up there. I'm not sure. It was like cheese and charcuterie along with some fresh veggies. 
They really stepped up their snack game on that one. Anyway, I tried to show snack solidarity with Jay by having some veggie sticks, which were pretty good. Okay, so the beginning of the episode, they interview this guy who lives in this home named Devin. And this guy looks very, very, very thin and kind of squirrely and looks like he hasn't had anything nutritious in his body in a long time. Apparently, this is this house is a popular drug house. Like, there's lots of drugs going on in this house. And the guy who used to own the house, whose name was John Dominic, he was a drug dealer. But he himself didn't do drugs because he was a quadriplegic. And he said his brain was the only thing he had left, so he wanted to keep it sharp. So, But he sold drugs, I guess, out of the house. Um, and even Devin, who lives there, said that he ruined a lot of people's lives with these drugs, you know. He said he was a nice guy, but, you know, once people get hooked on these drugs, it, um, it takes over their entire lives, and I can see how that would ruin their lives. Devin talks about how someone has died in every room of the house. What? Every room. Six people have died in that house. And it's not a big house, guys. It's really, it's not a big house. It's like a little little ranch or something. And everyone has died from either suicide or an overdose. So that is just enough bad juju and bad energy to stir up all sorts of crazy activity. You know, there's talk of demons at one point. You guys know how I hate demons, and I don't really want you to even talk about them. But when they were doing the investigation, no real demons came through, thank God, that we could really tell. Then they talked to a guy named Maurice, who was also a tenant, and he said he saw a woman, the figure of a woman, standing in one like one of the back bedrooms, like just out of nowhere. And of course, they do one of those reenactment thingies. And it was really scary. Like, I don't like those reenactment thingies, which is why I don't watch those shows about like my paranormal experience or my haunted house because they're always just I've mentioned this before. They're always just reenactments and the reenactments are so scary. You're like, yeah, right. If that were real, you would never live in that house. Right. Oh, my God. Anyway, so Maurice saw this woman in the back bedroom. So in the screaming room, they talk about how the spirits in the house want people to do drugs because that is like a way for them to kind of control the people who live there and to feel alive again because they're kind of in control. They're letting, you know, they're allowing them to do harm to, to themselves, maybe to get them to cross over to the spirit world. Who knows? Um, so that was kind of what they were talking about in the screaming room. And in the episode, Devin talks about how people have also been possessed in the house. And he talks about how his partner, I didn't catch his name, um, was living there. Devin thought that his partner was paranoid schizophrenic because he would change really drastically. But he had a friend who had a brother who was paranoid schizophrenic and that brother had died. And she said... No, that's not paranoid schizophrenia. I know what that looks like because my brother is, but 
it looks like he's been possessed, like he has a possession. Now that's super scary. In the screaming room, Zach's talking about one of his goals is to find out whether there are actual spirits in this house or demons or whatever, or if not, if it's not just a bunch of addicts having a bad trip, you know, like, like that guy who saw the woman, like, was he just like tripping out real hard and he just imagined this woman or like people are having these unusual sensations when they're just like, you know, under the influence of drugs. So that's one of Zach's main goals in this investigation. And he, you know, makes sure he watches everyone very closely. That's what he like he does best is he watches the people he's talking to to find out whether this is real or not, right? So Jay at in the screaming room asks if this drug use and behavior could actually attract bad spirits or demons. And Billy and Zach both say, absolutely, forces. Okay, so in the episode, Zach interviews this tenant named Malai, whose emotions are totally all over the place. He's like crying, he's laughing, it's, he's all over, you know, he's super affected by this house. And he said at one point, he apparently went running and screaming out of the house. And Zach asked him how often he gets these feelings. Like, how often is he overcome by these feelings? And he says, every day. Okay, if you were being affected by this house, these spirits in this house, why would you live there? I guess, I mean, we kind of talk about it at one point where the drug use helps helps you to forget, right? So maybe that's one way he could tolerate it. And then Zach asked Devin if anything ever touched him during the night. And he says every night that there are spirits that try to have sex with them, like incubus or succubuses in the house. Again, what? Why would you, why would you stay there? I mean, unless you really enjoyed snuggling with a ghost. I'm not sure, but the drugs probably help to get through that. So in the screaming room, Jay talks about how it was so powerful to talk to these people who've been so affected, who live there and who have been so affected because you could feel their emotions. And he said, you could just feel it just being there. You're like overcome with these emotions. And that's when Zach is saying that he's studying this guy, Devin, that he's talking to. And he starts to feel something. This guy, Devin, starts feeling something around him. So Zach's like kind of observing him, right? And then they get, he gets like a cold feeling around him. And Zach pulls out the recorder. And the guy actually says, you want me to hold that? So the guy's holding the recorder now. And he's feeling some kind of cold energy around him. In the screaming room, they talk about this is when this guy changed, you know, his, his personality changed. And the cold was one of the first signs that something was trying to manifest. And they said something interesting that I never thought of it that way. They said that it was cold because they were drawing heat energy from the air and all around them and making it cold. Now, I never thought about that before because... I always assumed that when you feel cold, you feel a spirit that is cold, 
the spirit itself is cold because it has no life, like it has no body heat because it is an entity without circulation, you know. So the entity itself is cold. So I never thought about it as the spirit itself is drawing the heat energy away and creating this cold atmosphere. I don't know. It's just another way of looking at it. And I thought that was interesting because I never thought of it that way. So in the episode, enter psychic Patty Negri. We talked about Patty as a psychic before. She's, she's fine. She's fine. But she just is one of those people who just looks like a typical L.A. actress, like playing the role of a psychic, you know, with the, the big jewelry and the flowy gowns and the, you know, kind of ditzy air about her. But I'm sure she's a legit psychic. She's not in here very often. I guess she comes to the house often to talk with the tenants. And she says that this house is one of the few places she has never, ever been able to clear. Like she's never been able to clear the spirits out of the house. And it takes her, when she goes there, it takes her days to recover. So that's kind of interesting. But that's all we see of Patty. So exit Patty Negri. In the episode, Devin is alone in the house and Billy comes running out because Devin's alone and he can, Billy can hear him through the microphone because he still has his mic on and he's sitting in the kitchen praying to himself, like just praying very loudly to himself. And so all the guys gather around. They're like, oh my God, what is happening? This guy is totally getting affected by what's going on in this house. So in the screaming room, they talk about how when they're listening to him praying over the mic, you can hear the, the fear in his voice. And Zach says in the screaming room that it totally breaks his heart to hear him in so much distress, you know, because he's just, you can tell he's just kind of at the end of his rope. So in the episode, Zach goes to help Devin, who's sitting in the kitchen. And the guy says that he feels he has an attachment. But then in like shortly after, he says it like passes through him and he's feeling better. But he gets super emotional, like he starts crying. And he says, that always happens when something goes through him or attaches and then leaves. He gets super emotional and he says that he's not sure why he gets so emotional, but I think it's pretty clear why that would happen. So in the screaming room, Aaron talks about how strong this guy actually is because he's dealing with this attachment, these spirits every single day and he's mustering through it all. You know, he's, he's doing it, you know, he's working it. So in the screaming room, Billy says that this is one of his top three Ghost Adventures episodes for himself. I don't know what he's rating that scale on. I think maybe of just personal feelings. Because like I said before, like the episode, when you first watch it, you're like, yeah, nothing too major happens. But it's all these guys having these reactions, these emotions that's really what's going on there. And so if you're there, if you're one of them, clearly it's a very moving episode for you. So Billy says it's one of his top three. Zach talks about how they got a lot of messages on social media calling, you know, these drug addicts names and all this stuff. Like 
this really ugly stuff, I guess, on social media. And Zach defends the addicts. And he says, you know, how serious a disease this addiction is and how these people are going through it are really struggling and battling these these addictions because, you know, people don't usually wake up one day and say, you know what, I want to be a drug addict or I want to be, you know, an alcoholic. It usually starts in their DNA, but something happens, something triggers them, usually a trauma, something like that, and they get introduced to these drugs. And especially if it's in their DNA, if they have a history of addiction in their family, you know, that's all it takes, you know. So these people are really, really struggling. And Zach makes a point of that, you know, saying that these are real people with real problems and a real disease that they are battling and struggling with. So I was like, yay, thanks, Zach, because that's really, that's really important for the listeners to know that it's not their choice necessarily, you know. So and he was saying how these people have been through so much and they're trying to get on top of it, you know. But not only are they getting through the addiction, the drugs, but at the same time, they're being affected by spirits every day, as we hear, every day. So, I mean, it's crazy. So back in the episode, Zach goes to do some research. This is before, you know, the total lockdown investigation. He wants to do some research on the land to see if there is any Native American connection, any Native American burial sites, and Billy and Aaron do a geomagnetic reading of the property. So they have this geomagnometer. In the screaming room, Billy says that the geomagnometer reads the magnetics of the earth, not electricity. It's not reading electricity. So if there was like a power box or something around, it wouldn't affect it. And he was saying how 50, the number 50, I don't know what these are. I don't know what 50 watts is the baseline. And so he is like scanning the whole property with this geomagnometer and reading the levels. And at one point on the property, it goes up to 110. And then on the other side of the house, it like goes down to zero. So, I mean, this place is all over the map with these geomagnetic, whatever, the magnets. In the episode, they talk about maybe... It could be pockets of geomagnetic energy on the property. Like that's why like there's, it goes to 110 in some places. And Zach interviews an author who wrote a book on spirits in the area, I guess in the LA area and about Reseda specifically, I guess. And he said there is a lot of Native American burial sites in Reseda and that these burial sites obviously, were very sacred to these Native American cultures. So the fact that they're there, you know, can already stir up a lot of activity. Zach asks him if people are doing bad things on top of a sacred burial ground, if that could unleash some kind of bad energy or bad things into the atmosphere. And the author says, yes, of course. So in the screaming room, they talk about that and how doing bad deeds or things that make you sick, such as drugs, how it would unleash some negativity. And it's not that the Native Americans 
who were buried there are bad people. It's just because that land is sacred and their burial sites were sacred. And now people are living on top of them and they're doing unsavory things and being disrespectful of the Native Americans who were there first. And Zach says, yes, that's so true. And he says, even today. And I said, amen, because that stuff is still happening even today. Okay. So in the episode, they kind of give a little history of the area with going back to 1994 with, with there was a big earthquake that happened and it unleashed a lot of geomagnetic energy. So with that kind of geoactivity, adding sacred burial land to it and all the mystic beliefs of different people, the author and the episode is talking about how all of those things can create some very powerful things. And back at the ranch, Billy and Aaron are getting some really low readings in one part of the house, like even down to zero. In the screaming room, Billy talks about how where he got that really low, low, low reading was in the part of the property where that guy saw the female apparition which is really curious because you would think, oh, the higher the geomagnetism, the more likely it would be for a spirit to manifest itself. Maybe the pockets of this energy move. Who knows? You know, because it could be a fault line or it could be, you know, something that moves. And maybe that's when a spirit would manifest itself when it was high or maybe when it's low. Who really knows? We don't know. So they're talking about how curious it was that in the front of the house they were getting the 110 on the geomagnometer and then a zero in the back and I think Billy was asking like could this property be on a fault or a ley line and Zach says you know it totally could be and that this powerful energy all the activity happening on the property is like amping up the energy and creating a portal. That's the first time he says it, like this could be a portal. So that was kind of interesting. So the investigation officially begins. And everyone is immediately being affected as soon as they get in the house. Jay apparently is outside doing some readings and doing some investigating outside. But the other three guys, Zach, Aaron, and Billy, are inside the house and they're all being affected immediately. And in the screaming room, Billy talks about how the energy was completely different a second you walk in there. He said it was like walking from like a hot house to a cold house. Like it was that dramatic, you know, walking into like the air conditioning or something. They were being so affected by whatever energy was in that house that they couldn't even like set up their equipment. Like they were trying to set up their their cameras and like they couldn't focus, they couldn't concentrate. Like just they were fumbling around and just nothing was working right. And Aaron immediately just starts freaking out. He's like, he says, I don't want to be here. I don't even want to. I don't I don't like being here. I don't want to be here. I don't don't want to do this investigation. You know, I want to leave. Like that's how affected Aaron was like from the get go during that investigation, which was pretty intense. But he he decides, okay, I'm going to stay. But I'm just telling you. I'm not liking this, right? So in the episode, Zach starts getting dizzy and he's disoriented. 
and he's trying to set up his camera and he can't do it. And he gets so upset that he starts to get aggressive with Aaron and he knocks the recorder out of Aaron's hand. Aaron's like, what are you doing? Like, what the heck? You know, but Zach's like, I can't do anything. Nothing like he just all of a sudden like took over himself. And in the screaming room, they talk about how, you know, maybe the demons or spirits that are there don't like that they are there and that they're infiltrating their area and potentially affecting the hold that these spirits might have on these people. And in the screaming room, they also talk about how the energy is making them lash out at each other. Like we just saw Zach, like knock that recorder out of Aaron's hand and yell at him. And they, in the screaming room, they just talk about how hypersensitive they all are. And so this was especially crazy. And Zach says, if there is energy there, we'll feel it. And I was like, yeah. Remember that horrible house in Seattle? That totally, that totally fake house? And Zach was like, I don't feel anything in this house. He's like, I feel like I'm walking around a 7-Eleven or something. Like, that's how little energy was in that house and he could tell like nothing was happening in this house and it was totally fake. So in the episode, Zach apologizes to Aaron, you know, for knocking the recorder out of his hand and lashing out. But he just says, I just can't focus. I'm just trying to set up my camera and I just can't do it. So Zach just starts talking to the spirits. You know, he's like, did you make these people sick? Do you make, did you make these people kill themselves? You know, he asked the people, if you are here, are you spirits of the people who lived here? And did these spirits drive you or tell you or somehow influence you to kill yourself, right? And in the screaming room, Jay even says that if the entity is messing with the tenants psychologically, you know, maybe getting them depressed or whatever they're doing to them, it would make them want to turn toward drugs even more to numb these feelings, to get a high. If you're, if you're feeling very depressed, you want a drug that makes you feel high. If you're, you know, feeling negative, you want to either feel good or you want to feel nothing at all. So Jay makes that observation that maybe these spirits are just making them, you know, leading them to the drugs because they're making them feel so terrible. So in the episode, Aaron gets panicky again, and he's like freaking out. He's like doing his like Scooby-Doo running around in circles, and he wants to get out. And then he hears what he sounds like he hears a witch's cackle or something in his ear, and he totally freaks out. And then Zach gets super aggressive, and he tells the spirit, show yourself. Like he just screams, show yourself. And then Zach sees a black mist come out of the room and he freaks out because he's seeing this like black mist coming out of the room. And Billy sees it too, which is amazing because they both see it with their own eyes. And in the screaming room, Zach says that it was, it was one of the most terrifying things he's ever seen, this black mist coming out of this room. And Billy said it looked like a black rain cloud like coming in from the other room. Aaron talks about how it is interesting because it can look like a black mist to them with their own eyes, but then the camera in a different light, different light wave can catch it and it'll look like a light anomaly on the camera. So in the episode, Billy does pick up, sees the black fog, but he picks up an unexplained light anomaly at the same time. 
just what Aaron said, like how he's seeing it as a black fog, but his camera picks up a light anomaly, which was pretty cool. One of the few pieces of visual evidence that they catch. But then Aaron says he feels like he's having a panic attack and that he's, he's leaving. He's just like, I'm, I'm going, I'm leaving. And he leaves. In the screaming room, Aaron talks about how it was smart of him to leave because he could just feel that things were going to get bad. And Zach even says like he could tell it's like when somebody, a fight's going to break out, like the, the energy changes and you can feel like something bad's about to happen. And Billy says, oh, well, but they were dumb and they stayed and they all got super affected after that. So Zach says that it gets, it got worse. And in the episode, he's trying to get Billy to go into this room. He's like, just go in there. And Billy's like, I don't want to. I can't. He's even saying like, I want to go outside. I don't. And Zach's like, go in there. Go in there, Billy. He's like, no, I don't really. I, I can't. I don't want to. I can't. I, I just, I, I'd rather just, you know, not. And Zach keeps pushing him. And then Billy freaks out. He turns to Zach and screams, I can't do it. Like really aggressively and very un-Billy-like. You, we've never seen this side of Billy before, like this super aggressive and like the fact that he says he can't even go into a room is very un-Billy-like because Billy is usually very, very brave and he will go into most places like nothing, like it's like a nothing, right? But the fact that he was like so refusing to go and that he reacted in such aggressive way is super un-Billy-like. And Zach in the screaming room says that the most disturbing thing he's ever seen from Billy. Like he's never seen that from him. And in the screaming room, Billy says that he doesn't usually get affected that often, like we were saying. And that was the first time that he had ever lashed out at Zach. Billy said that he didn't even feel like himself. Like he felt like he was 10 feet tall, which is super interesting because it's like the spirit maybe possessed him or like gave him this energy. So he felt 10 feet tall. And Jay says he didn't even look like him. You know, like when he when he turned and he said that, he didn't even look like the Billy that we know. In the screaming room, Billy also says that because of this episode and what happened, he learned a lot about investigating and protecting himself during investigations. And experience had affected him for I believe he said months that it affected him. So this was pretty serious stuff. But like I'm saying, like when you first watch this episode, you're like, yeah, okay, they're freaking out, but nothing really is happening. But just then to hear them talk about it in their own words in the screaming room makes it that much more like, oh, nerve wracking. Like I was nervous for them watching it because it was just like so tense. So in the episode, I think Zach is like doing some heavy breathing. I don't know. And he's like yelling. And Billy finally goes outside. And Aaron is is out there because he had left a little while ago. And it's like, he's like, what happened? And, you know, Billy's trying to explain that he like lashed out at Zach. So then they decide that they're going to go back in and use the spirit box. And in the screaming screaming room, they talk about how scary it was 
to go back into a, into a building where you were just so affected so dramatically. And then you bring a spirit box with you, which, you know, will just incite the spirits more. So they were saying, you shouldn't do that. But they did, because that's what they do. They're in the home again and using the spirit box. And Zach asks, what are you? And a bright ball of light passes by Aaron, right as a woman's voice comes through the spirit box and says, I'm human, which was crazy because Zach asks, what are you? And a female voice says, I'm human. Now it makes you wonder, like, would a demon say I'm human or would the woman just be like, hey, I'm human. Like, don't be so freaked out, guys. I'm human. You know, we don't know. So Aaron starts going through the whole house using the spirit box and asking questions. And in the screaming room, Zach totally gives Aaron the props he deserves for going through the home with that spirit box and opening himself up again because he has he was so freaked out he left. Like he was freaked out from the very beginning and didn't even want to be there. And here he is with the spirit box being super brave and asking questions and trying to get spirits to talk to him. And Billy even says that the spirit box is like a Ouija board in your hand. And I'm like, no, no, no. Ouija boards, don't, those, just stop it. Uh, so I guess, you know, if you're, if it's a communication device, sure, it is like a Ouija board in a way, because you're opening yourself up, you're opening up the lines of communication. And once you open those lines, you don't know what's going to come through, right? So back in the episode, Aaron is talking to the spirits and he's talking about the guy who hanged himself. You know, he's like, is this the spirit of the guy who hanged himself? You know, why did you do that? And he gets a male voice on the spirit box that says, want to suck it? Okay. Didn't sound like that to me, but that's what they say it sounded like. And that's just kind of disturbing. But again... In the screaming room, they're laughing because, you know, want to suck it is a funny thing to get to the spirit box. But Billy says that, you know, what Devin said about the spirits, you know, the incubus or the succubus that want to have sex with them in the middle of the night. It could be one of those spirits, you know, like, hey, want to suck it. Or maybe he could be saying, I want to suck it because, uh, you know, he's trying to get get busy with one of the guys. So back in the episode, Zach is asking the spirits, are you making, or, you know, the entities, are you making people kill themselves here in this house? Like, are you doing that? And uh, through the spirit box, the same female voice comes through and says, thank you. And he's like, thank you. What does that even mean? Why would you say thank you? And I was thinking that perhaps the woman, the voice that they're hearing, this woman did complete suicide in the house and maybe she was feeling ashamed or she was feeling as if she did it because she was under the influence of a spirit or another power like an an outside entity was making her kill herself and so maybe when he's asking did these spirits make you do this She's like, yes, thank you. You get me totally. Like I wouldn't have done this if it weren't for these outside influences. So I'm thinking maybe that's what the thank you is about. You know, that 
she had she didn't have total control of her situation. So thank you for understanding that. I also was curious um, because they keep getting this female voice at the spirit box. That one tenant said he saw a female figure in the back bedroom. So I wonder if they're related. You know, if that's a if that's the same woman that he saw it, coming through the spirit box, or you know, totally different woman. Because it sounds kind of like a youngish woman. The voice. And I think the guy said that the woman he saw was older, but it's hard to tell. So in the episode, Zach is telling Aaron to be careful. In the spirit box, the voice comes through and says, be careful. And Zach's like, it's totally mocking me, which it could have been. Aaron says he feels all of a sudden he feels like his muscles breathe. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like maybe his muscles just relax or anything or something. But he says that he feels like his muscles just breathe breathe. And in the screaming room, Aaron says that I don't even know what that was, but it totally felt like his muscles just breathed. And so he was saying, well, maybe it was like an energy that he's never felt before, you know, that went through him and made him feel as though his muscles breathed. And Jay says that's interesting because, Mr. Science, muscles run on energy like electrical energy, and spirits can pass through you and they are electrical energy. So perhaps the spirits mess with the electrical energy of your muscles or your electrical system in your body and can make you know your muscles feel like something happened, like perhaps they breathed. So thank you, Mr. Science. So in the episode, the spirit box says, he's here in a female voice and it's him or they think it might say, wait a second. So they're saying, we don't know what this is. Does it say it is him? Or wait a second, you decide. I think it sounded more like it is him, personally. Wait a second doesn't really make sense unless this is all like um, residual voices. I mean, it could be from any conversation that somebody had in this house. So, you know, then there's snacks, Zach asks, Jay if he can have some veggies and if they're organic. Jay's like, I don't know if they're organic, but he's welcome to share his veggies with Zach. So back in the episode, the spirit box voice says, come in here very clearly. And Zach all of a sudden makes a super creepy face, like a creepy smiley face. And he grabs Billy and he says, there's a demon here to Billy in the, with this creepy face. And I'm like, nope, nope, there will be no demons here. Uh, no, thank you. But then they catch a really, really super clear light anomaly on the camera right after that happens. And then Billy, he's like sort of collapses down to the ground and gets super emotional. He's like, when Zach touched me, I felt like something affect me. And he's like crying. He's on the ground crying. So this whole series of events happens. They get a voice that says, come in here. Zach like gets totally affected, makes this creepy ass face and then grabs Billy and says, there's a demon here. And then a light anomaly shoots by, which was a really, really nice light anomaly. Very, um, very noticeable. And then Billy collapses to the ground and gets super emotional and starts, starts to cry. Again, a very un-Billy-like thing to do because he's not usually so emotional. So in the screaming room, Billy says that he was crying uncontrollably. Like 
he didn't know what had overcome him. Like it was uncontrollable. And Zach says that this investigation could have been really serious for Billy. He could have had a really serious attachment and Billy could not be with us anymore. I don't know if he was thinking that Billy could have died from this attachment or if he's saying that Billy could have quit because he just couldn't take it anymore. Either way, sad, but Billy powered through and he's with us still. So in the screaming room, Zach looks like right at the camera and says, you think, you think this job is easy? Well, you know, it ain't easy because like, look at what happens to us. And they've mentioned how when you get touched by a spirit or something happens to you, it really affects you. Like this energy gets into your body and stays in there for a while. Billy says once again in the screaming room how this investigation and how affected he got really changed his whole perspective on these investigations and how important it is for him to protect himself. So he makes a point of saying that again. In the episode, Zach tells the entity to go back from go back to where you came from and leave these people alone. And Jay, who's been outside the whole time, comes in there with Zach and Billy to use the thermal camera. So they're using the thermal camera in this bedroom and there's a cold spot right at the edge of the bed, like if someone were sitting at the edge of the bed. And there's actually, they, they go closer and it actually looks like there's a depression in the bed, in the bedspread, like someone's sitting there. And then Jay freaks out. Now, now that Jay is in the, in the house with them, he freaks out and he sees a ball of light. He sees a ball of light, hears a bunch of noises, and then the ball of light is captured on the camera. So he, all of a sudden, Jay's here. He's freaking out. He's seeing things. He's hearing things. And the light is caught on camera, which was super cool because it's always cool when you have a series of events and they are actually captured as evidence on camera. So... Then a second cold spot shows up next to the first cold spot on the bed. So it's almost like someone who's sitting on the edge of the bed kind of leans back on their hand and that hand spot is now cold. And it's really interesting when you look at that, when you when they're showing the thermal camera, they're showing the, the cold spots on the thermal camera, it almost looks like the spots, which are blue because they're cold, are kind of smoking. Like they're, e- they're actually emitting cold air. Like when you open a freezer, you know, and the cold air comes out, you know, kind of condenses and makes like a cloud. What it looked like, but blue on the thermal camera. So I thought that was really interesting, which is interesting about the whole a spirit taking the heat from the room and making it cold, this is actually seems to be emitting cold air. So does that still go with the idea that the spirits are pulling the heat energy out of the air, making it cold? It could, because then they can make it so cold that that spot may be emitting a cold energy itself or a condensation, or a steam, like a cold, cold air coming off of it. So Zach goes over there, and he notices the depression on the bed, and he t- 
touches the cold spot and says it's cold. And you can see on the thermal camera where he touches the bed is hot. Like it's different. You know, you can see his spot is like yellow orange. And that cold spot is there still. Even though it changes a little bit with his heat, it comes back. So Zach is trying to talk with the owner in his bedroom and he's using the digital recorder and he's saying, did you kill yourself or did somebody kill you? And on the recorder, he got a really clear no EVP. So that was pretty amazing. That was a pretty cool piece of evidence. I don't know which question he was answering. You know, did you kill yourself or did someone kill you? No. Which one was it? I don't know. I mean, I think this guy was sick, so maybe nobody killed him and he didn't kill himself. He just died. I don't know. I don't know why he was a quadriplegic in the first place, but that's really tough. You know, they were saying how this guy didn't even take his own medications because he wanted to be clear-headed, but maybe there are some medications, you know, that keep his heart beating and keep him alive because being a quadriplegic, you're, you have a lot of paralysis clearly, and it's hard for your organs to work when they're paralyzed. So that was uh, interesting. So he could have just died. I don't know. Anyway, so there weren't a lot of antics in this episode, like even screaming room antics. These guys were pretty serious the whole time. So there wasn't a lot like of ha-ha laughy points. But it was a really good episode in that we really get to see the emotional side of these guys and not just like, I love you, man, emotions, but their fears and how they get affected by these spirits and how they take this with them and it changes their whole perspective. So it was kind of just a powerful sort of episode that gives you some insight into how these spirits can affect even seasoned paranormal investigators like the Ghost Adventures crew. And they did catch some good evidence. You know, there's a a few light anomalies, some voices on the spirit box, and um, that awesome EVP that says no. But for the most part, it was just like them freaking out. It was like a freak out episode. So, but it was, it was very interesting. Okay. So I guess that is the end of the 26th episode of I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. I'm just assuming you've been with me from the beginning, and I love you for that. You're the best. Please stay safe out there. There's still a pandemic out there. Please, if you go outside, wear a mask. You know, we just got to stop the spread of this thing. So wear your mask. You're, you're doing it for other people, not just yourself. You're doing it for others because you don't know if you're sick or not. So you're stopping the spread. Okay, so wear your mask. Be kind to each other. Support causes like Black Lives Matter. Just be good people and you won't have to be haunted. Just kidding. Okay, um, so please send me an email at iloveghostadventurespodcast at gmail.com. That's I Love Ghost Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. I'd like to hear from someone other than my family, although my family's great. Thank you again, Brother Jeff, for sending me that email. And you can follow me on Twitter 
at I Love GAC Podcast. Send me a tweet. Do whatever Twitter things you might do on Twitter um, as far as this podcast goes. Like it, subscribe it, comment, do whatever you need to do to get it out there so more, more people who love the ghost adventures will actually love listening to this podcast and they're going to enjoy it and you know it because you're enjoying it right now. Yay. Thank you. And uh, thanks again. I really appreciate it. And I will talk at you later. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.